and welcome everyone to this week's episode of esports rap i'm your host michael armogan this week we're going to be talking about cheating and esports and more specifically tournaments now the reason why i'm i'm talking about this topic is it seems especially as of this month and kind of as of this year there's a lot more conversation happening about cheating because a lot more people are getting found out about cheating and uh, there's a lot of bans going around people are getting disqualified from tournaments uh, some people who were banned before are now going into tournaments and you know what we're just going to talk about this and I you know as per usual if you guys have questions and you're watching the live stream then feel free to leave a comment in the chat or comment section or wherever it is and i'll see it i'll try to respond back if you're listening to this on the podcast or the uh, youtube version of this is like the recorded version of it then well feel free to shoot us a message over on twitter we can have a conversation or jump in our discord at our Twitter, by the way, is M-O-A-R underscore cookies, and you can find us there like that. Now, to actually get further into the conversation, and actually, to start the conversation, uh, we kind of have to figure out what cheating is all about. And the thing about it is, Cheating comes in a lot of different ways and formats. And sometimes they're easy to figure out. Sometimes they're not. Um, Especially when they're happening at the kind of level where you're having tournaments and stuff like that. Then it's a little harder because then you have to keep an eye out on a bunch of different things. But sometimes it happens in a way that you don't even get a chance to be aware about and that's kind of what i want to talk on today so the first thing that i've been noticing is that there are certain people out there who have been trying to falsify records and this dates back for a lot of different sports um, and it's kind of funny because the reason why esports is really starting to take off with grassroots is because people want to kind of have a semblance of a record to say that they made it this far. And that's kind of where, you know, the, the pride in it is supposed to come in. And that's not always happening. And that's kind of a bit sad to me because... I know for a lot of people that I know it, you know, they would feel extremely bad if it came to the point where someone pretty much tried to discredit them based off of something that, you know, someone else believed or something like that. And it wasn't actually documented. So for example, if someone was to say, uh, person X, never made it up to never was actually the the top player in the Bahamas, for example, then they can always go back and take a look at the records and say, these are the matches that I've won. This is my, uh, my record essentially. Uh, and you know, they can kind of assert 
their pride in how they played the game and like stuff like that. So when that happens and it doesn't always go well, then stuff starts to not go so well. I'll put it like that. Ronaldo is saying console is life because no cheaters. That is actually not true. There are cheaters on console as well. Uh, it doesn't really matter which platform you're playing on. There's almost always going to be cheaters some way, somehow. We're actually going to get into that element in a little bit too. Um, for example, there are manipulated speedruns. And these are essentially people, speedrunners are essentially people that try to finish either a level or a game or whatever it is the fastest and they have actual ranking systems for this to say you know they've completed this at this speed and there are people that will use modded versions of stuff or even uh complete falsify it and say that you know uh this person ran so and so so for example um i think there was an example of it there's a guy named Todd Rogers who held a record of 5.51 seconds for the Atari 2600 game Dragster. But then someone came along and pretty much said, well, they, they reverse engineered the game and found out that that time is quite literally impossible to like make. And the game developer a few years later said, you know, this is actually true. It's impossible for you to get it this fast. And yeah, so they had to throw his speed run quote-unquote out the door because it was uh fake and no ray i am not hooking you up with any mods that do stuff like this i'm doing an episode that's talking bad about mods and like well i shouldn't say mods but cheats and people who cheat i'm not gonna give you stuff that deals with that i don't even know where to find stuff like that because i don't look for stuff like that um but then when you come into esports and you start to get into the field of, you know, like people betting and throwing games because of that. Or um, how should I put it? It's gotten so bad that people quite literally have to watch the player. There's, there's two options to really tell if someone's throwing a game. It's you either watch the player and compare it to their past plays and try to like eyeball it to see, you know, this isn't the level which they this person really plays at. So then you can kind of look at, you know, okay, that doesn't make sense. And then there's a little bit more in-depth look at it, which places are now actually starting to do. They're using a logarithms and machine learning and stuff like that. So how should I put it? They pretty much analyze the player's past performance to their current one to try and see, you know, is this person... Uh, throwing the game and reasons why people throw games can vary they can be because you know someone bet against uh set a bet against them and so they want to make money from that and so they throw the game and so that's how they make extra money and you know this is this has been kind of weird in a sense because there are players um there was actually a player if i remember correctly who uh, they did something similar to this and it pretty much made 
<laughs> them come across as greedy because they're already making like f almost five hundred thousand dollars a year and then they decided that they were still going to throw the game and to get even more money so it's mm, it just doesn't make sense but then you have people that do things like uh, match fixing which is similar as well uh, where you kind of lose on purpose to make boost someone else up or you know things like that uh there are games that these types of things happen like uh starcraft counter-strike league of legends and dota well dota 2 more specifically but these are the ones where it's more common apparently then there are the more <laughs> elaborate and less likable ones like doping which is a thing which you typically only hear about in sports uh yeah it's happening in esports as well and they're starting to really crack down on it especially esports league which is in the united states uh otherwise known as esl not uh english second language but they are pretty much saying that we're the boss lady Ah, oh, you mean uh Duan. Duan is not on for today's episode. But, right, so ESL has actually partnered up with the World Anti-Doping Agency. And so they're actually banned certain substances. So, of that list is, which are more popular among the uh, esports players, Adderall, uh, Modafinil, Donapazil and uh, Propanol, it seems like. Essentially, these drugs lead to enhancing learning, memory, alertness, concentration, reaction times, motor skills, strength, and better ability to respond to negative outcomes, aka losing. Now, these are important because of several key things. And Essentially, it's down to the point that uh, you take these and you get good. But it doesn't quite work that way. What it happens is that it makes you more focused or more alert. And certain people have tried to argue, say, you know, they, they use it for, for those things and it's not a bad thing and anyone can do it, this, that, and the next. It's not quite like that because it's giving you an unfair advantage. Uh, it's very similar to the reason why certain shoes, for example. Uh, yeah, esports doping. It's like I'm saying. It's it's very similar to the reasons why uh, people uh, and certain uh, sports have actually banned certain types of game. Well, sportswear. Like if I remember correctly, like almost a decade ago, I think it was Puma or some shoe company came out with a particular shoe that gave so much of an advantage to the runner that it was actually banned from track meets uh they quite literally could not wear it um especially since certain runners were sponsored by certain companies like nike adidas and so on and so forth and so they could not wear similar shoes and so it that's the same kind of unfair advantage in a sense that those drugs give you um 
there it's also to the point where <laughs> what are you saying now could i take not get triggered at <laughs> i mean it could possibly happen i mean like they say it would make you let more uh have a p more positive response to negative outcomes like things that essentially would get you tilted in hearthstone yeah but uh it's not something that you really want to get stuck doing because they can quite literally ban you from playing on a tournament period because they would have uh what they've done is that they've start depending on the rank of the tournament they'll either do uh random checks or they'll do mandatory checks and if they catch you doing it essentially you know if i can pull it up they let's see I know I saw a Reddit post about this just a moment ago. Uh, I think it was here. Yeah. So ESL pretty much said that what happens if a player tests positive? They say the punishment ranges from getting prize money or tournament points deducted to disqualification and up to two year bans from ESL events. They will take a look at each case separately and once again ensure players full privacy. That said, they also, and I know this is a thing, especially for the United States and certain other countries out there, they are also saying that, you know, they're testing for marijuana as well. More specifically, the THC that comes from marijuana. Uh, U5000 says a non-raging drug for some people would be lovely. Yeah, you're right. It, and that's the thing. That's part of the thing though. Like ESL tests these things more specifically during the event. They don't necessarily care what happens outside of their tournaments and events. Um, it's just during the events because these are professional events. You have to act like a professional. Um, Reynaldo says they have to check my deets because I'm pretty sure I'm guilty. <laughs> but yeah, so marijuana is if they test it on you anytime during the event, you face the same uh, the same consequences as if you were using a, one of those other drugs, because there are people that say, you know, THC helps them focus more so on and so forth. But that's another issue all on its own that's a legal issue especially in certain states and countries so i'm not really gonna go there that said uh there are other ones that are especially uh more recent and one of those is called whispering or stream sniping or you know in other words finding out things that are happening uh with your opponent during a tournament that you're fighting your opponent. Um, one good example that's in Hearthstone, since we have some people who uh, play Hearthstone in there, is a player called APX Void. Now, this guy did something stupid. Uh, during a recent Hearthstone tournament, he pretty much decided to ask someone 
if he should play a deck. This person would have had an idea of what the other person was going to be playing, so on and so forth, for that particular matchup. And the person nodded. That is getting outside information and is not allowed. That is cheating. That's essentially the same as stream sniping, which is something that a guy named Roger, which is kind of funny because we talked about another Roger earlier on in the stream. There's another guy named Roger from Taiwan who used broadcast delay to stream snipe his opponent during a match and his entire team was subsequently banned from the tournament. Um, essentially what it was, uh, let's see, there's another one that happened, uh, it's a long time ago, but I, it, the penalty RDU got when he was getting friends messaging him in games regarding his opponent's hand, having Leroy in it, and at the time it was unavoidable, there was no do not disturb mode to block messages from friends. Um, editors, this is actually incorrect, RDU did not receive a ban, and could that he could find, so on and so forth, but they did disqualify people. Either way, essentially what it boils down to is that he stream sniped and got information about his opponent's hand and played based on what cards his opponent had because he was quite literally seeing what was there. And that's a no, that's a no-no. Big no-no. And no, that's it's irregardless if it's coincidental or not, right? Uh, if you are caught cheating on any kind of platform, they will do an investigation. If the investigation finds that, you know, you did it intentionally or you it happened and you intentionally decided to benefit from it, then you can probably get disqualified. If you see it happen and then you'd be like, hey, yo, there's a problem here. They'll fix it and move on and you won't face any consequences. So that kind of thing, it's kind of important that you be honest at all times as much as possible. Um, for example, there's, here's another example. Uh... Azabu Frost, the Azabu Frost team, during a 2012 World Championship of League of Legends, uh, kind of did the same thing, where a player gained additional information about what is currently happening in the game after being eliminated, um, aka spectator mode. Um, on the other hand, information can be passed by non-players, including spectators, which is why they make sure during events they put noise cancelling stuff because people love to scream out what's happening essentially i'd be like no yes so on and so forth and that kind of gives an idea of what's happening and i'm a little surprised they still have people be able to view the responses that's happening but i mean that's kind of what sets the the atmosphere as well so they can't take that away um there are pe people doing like coded messages, coughing. Uh, <laughs> there's one example of like someone coughed during uh, an episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, the TV show. And that was the correct answer kind of thing. And so that was found out, so on and so forth. And then comes the technical cheating, which is 
more of the software and stuff like that uh you know this is something that happened more recently with anthem and a streamer getting banned because he was showing off exploits or glitches or bugs or pretty much using them to his advantage and doing that on stream which was promoting it in a sense um but this can happen for bugs glitches skips exploits for any kind of thing pretty much if you use these kind of things at a tournament you run the risk of getting uh well disqualified from that either that tournament or on a whole or for a set period of time um there's a lot of people that i know typically would do these kind of stuff with speed runs or uh to get past a particularly difficult boss but you know you got to be careful with that another example of this for esports was that there's a wall glitch that was happening in player unknown battlegrounds or PUBG. and if i remember correctly you know i'm actually you know what let me go read this they say that it was which was constantly and successfully exploited at the 2018 iem event in poland there was no less than fifty thousand dollars in prize money at stake so there was considerable uh outcries from gamers uh these errors are one reason why fifa game series is yet to find a last place in commercial esports uh then there are things like software hacks and <laughs> this one is definitely one of the more bigger well one of the more recent ones as well so there's a player who got his team banned because he was deciding to use aimbots and you know while um well aim assist and you know just a lot of things that he probably should not be using and this was in Counter-Strike uh, Go, CSGO, and, <coughs> sorry, he got caught, and while the referee was trying to, like, look at it, he was trying to delete the hack from his computer, because, you know, they give you guys computers, and then you, what he had was a thumbnail drive, and he tried to run it off of that, and they kind of noticed, you know, his aim is a little too good and like he's under like he knows where things are happening when they before he should really understand where a player is and so they just like told him everyone back away from your computers and they went for his computer and he like gave resistance and stuff like that this guy's name is forsaken uh real name of Nikhil kuwamat and he was in optic india optic india got disbanded like i said because of it uh they the the players just did not want anything to do with it anymore and so that's one example there are others like uh in another player for hearthstone uh tom 6299 where essentially he was doing the stream sniping thing again. Um, then there's Sado from Overwatch, where he was found to have been boosting. Oh, well, this is something different. But uh, actually, let me get back to it. Let's see. That is that. Uh, 
There's a Dota 2 player who was caught using scripts during a qualification maps for the International 2018. And his team's organization tried to defend him, saying that he was using a programmable mouse. Kind of like uh, a mouse that has different buttons that you can macro key, macro um, different things onto. And they said that, you know, they didn't know it was bad because... He could have macroed on scripts onto that to run when he pressed a button and they caught him in trying to install those scripts onto his mouse. What? That's no, you're not supposed to do stuff like that. Uh, anything that gives you an unfair advantage over someone else needs to either be evaluated and approved or just does not need to be used essentially especially if you are at a tournament things at home where you're just playing for fun that can be passable depending on what it is and i say that because in apex legends the game that's quite popular nowadays and was quite popular on twitch before uh, other games decided to try and take over again, like Fortnite, and I think one other. I think another game took over for a little bit as well. Um, essentially, three thousand three hundred. Sorry, three hundred and thirty-five thousand players got banned from Apex Legends yesterday. <laughs> um, and two teams were caught cheating in a recent Apex Legends tournament. According to a post made on Reddit, uh, they pretty much show the screenshot of a private Discord message in which the tournament organizers describe the incident. Unsurprisingly, the two teams in question were the finalists of the event. Yes, uh, Ray, Tom, cheating, and White Pancakes. What do you mean Apex ain't playing no games? <laughs> they are not. They... I actually applaud them for doing this, especially so early on. And for so many accounts, this was perfect. Um, anyway, so they're pretty much saying that the subsequent uh, disqualification made up the th made the third top team the de facto winner, which kind of sucks because you don't really ever want to win a tournament because of a default win. You want to win because you were the best. And in this case, yes, technically you were the best, but... It still would leave a sour taste in a lot of players' mouths. Now, Respawn recently announced that they banned three. Sorry, okay, correction. It was three thousand five, three hundred and sorry, three hundred and fifty-five thousand players, not three hundred thirty-five, from Apex Legends for using cheats, and that is, you know. <laughs> it pretty much goes along from anything from aimbots to wall hacks to us other illicit software that was showing up and there was even a partnered streamer that got banned because of his aimbot and aim assist essentially um march 7th a video was posted to live stream fails subreddit that accused argentine streamer mobados for using third-party software to aid him while playing Apex Legends. The post quickly picked up steam with claims that the cheats shown in the video are aim lock and no recoil. I remember seeing this one. And uh, pretty much what it did was the, they had a video of him 
pretty much standing somewhere and then someone was running up the side up some stairs and his gun was pretty much like following them and he was just shooting and the the no re that's the aim assist part of it the no recoil part pretty much made sure that typically when you shoot guns in shooter games there is the recoil so the the aim will go up or to the side or down or somewhere that's supposed to replicate real life what this did with his machine gun uh it kept it stationary so he could continuously shoot the pinpoint of the head so they could get continuous headshots which would be based for the aim assist uh ray saying console hack i need to go if i can get banned anywhere you can get banned um sony has banned people for using hacks on playstation before even on single player games so there's that you got to be careful for um so yeah mobidos was banned by twitch despite being a partnered streamer for utilizing the exploits to give himself a unfair advantage in the game and i wouldn't be surprised if he then got banned from the game itself um inside of that and you know it's things like these kind of uh and originally it was it was being said there was only sixteen thousand people that got banned and the thing about these kind of uh software hacks is that you know as games develop and this has been going on for years upon years these hacks will come out and then the developers will make these anti-cheat softwares like uh valve anti-cheat the esa sorry the esea client the easy anti-cheat the hack shield or um there's a lot of other ones that were developed over the years to block particular or uh pick up on when people were using these third-party um, cheats blizzard themselves actually has one they built themselves um i forget the name that they used to use but it was guardian or something along those lines and it would pick up whenever you were using cheats uh like even world of warcraft has cheats uh where you can either run um uh, what's it it used to be where you can quite literally fly and like or teleport places um where you could um pretty much go into places that where you shouldn't be able to where you could run i think there was one called uh boss scripts or something along those lines pretty much what it did it was farm for you uh so you just keep put in a file of waypoints and it would go to different nodes and collect stuff or it would um use a set rotation if you want to play the game and like kill stuff while you're doing that and then it would farm um minions or animals or whatever it is that you you're doing or there were some people that were even using it for raids and dungeons and stuff like that to level faster or collect items and it just got kind of nasty uh so why no playstation your xbox well if your xbox there's still it's still windows based essentially so still kind of there um there are other ones like rapid fire which has been you know allows you to shoot faster than you really should there's trigger bots aim bots which we talked about wall hacks which is what allows you to like run up walls when you shouldn't be able to 
extrasensory perception, which involves like uh, giving you an awareness of when someone's around you that you shouldn't actually have based on the game. Like it'll shake your um, controller or something like that when someone gets at a particular distance. There's look ahead, which, you know, allows you to see farther than you actually should. That kind of stuff. Uh, then, you know, there are just other ones which I like. Anyway, it kind of gets a little stupid up to a certain point. Um, and honestly, I wish it didn't. Like, so for example... Um, in 2013, a guy named Solo, for who was a member playing Dota 2, uh, they were having problems with reaching the competitive scene. And, you know, they had some problems making Season 6 in Star Series. What they did was that after uh, 27 minutes of terrible decisions, ill-advised gank attempts, and suicidal engagements, Solo and his team gave up 50 kills against Z-Rage before confound, um, the confounding match ended. However, evidence later surfaced that Solo bet $100 that his team would lose, with the odds heavily favored in his team, and he would have had a payout of $322. You know, things like that, which seems small, that's still cheating because you have insider information or you can quite literally make your team lose when you play badly. Um, there's other ones like Life with StarCraft 2 where he was pretty much the youngest player to ever win a GSL tournament. And... This is what I was kind of talking about earlier. Like, he went on to enjoy a lot of success in playing the game, and this is the one that decided to throw the game and get money from it. Like, this guy ended up doing 18 months of in, uh, in prison, a three year suspension from playing in game, in like tournament games, and a 700 million won or over $64,000 fine alongside a lifetime ban from participating in any Korean esports um or I forget the the full wording for the name but pretty much any Kespa tournament he tried to appeal for a more lenient sentence and but he was dismissed and you know he was arrested his title was revoked and he was disgraced from the StarCraft 2 community. These kind of things can go on to be quite, quite bad. And that's why I want to stress, like, whether it be anything from any of those things that I've mentioned, be it uh, hardware hacking, software hacking, technical cheating, uh, stream sniping, whispering, uh, just getting general information about what's happening with your opponent. Even like if you didn't think it was something that was bad because that's just... <laughs> okay. Let me give some clarification as to the uh, Apex Void situation. Um, let me see if I could find 
what he said about that. Uh, so this is what he said on Twitter. Having responded to his disqualification and having shared his perspective on the situation, in the statement, the Canadian provides context to the situation before admitting his mistake. Quote, So as the minutes went by, and I got more and more nervous thinking about the matchups, until eventually without thinking much about it, I typed into the HCT admin message box, quote, well, brackets, without pressing enter to send, and brackets, something along the lines of, do I play for hard fatigue in the Warrior matchup? I was hoping the person sitting next to me would see this message on my screen and give me a nod or something to ease my anxiety a bit. Yeah. As much as anxiety sucks, and that's the reason why some people take drugs, uh, medications and stuff like that, things like that are a no-no. Um... When it comes to doping, since I just mentioned drugs, if you do need to use medications or drugs and stuff like that, what places are doing now is that they are allowing certain ones to happen, but you need to d disclose it to the event organizers before your first event or even before the tournament period like it needs to be disclosed even marijuana needs to be disclosed um so that they can have an idea so for example if it's uh they can provide a doctor certificate stating the reason you know this is the reason why this person needs to be taking this particular drug or what med medication or whatever it is and they'll let you play but you need that cer certificate you need something legal saying that this is the reason why you're allowed to do this um you can't just come up and say hey well you know i played my first game and i wrecked that guy oh what's that swab what what drug test oh that's positive oh well yeah i i took this thing and uh crap that's a no-go so, like I said, they even with drugs, they allow certain things to be used outside. And they quite literally have said, said that as much. It's just mainly during their tournaments that they have to keep things at a particular level. So, if you're doing, like, taking Adderall or something like that, you have to stop within a certain period of time before the tournament so it can go out of your system. Because otherwise, you're not playing as yourself. You're playing as this drugged up version of you, which can give, like I've been saying, an unfair advantage. And some people can say, oh, well, this actually causes a negative effect to me. Doesn't really matter. It's causing an effect. So, yeah. Now, it gets even worse if you're doing bets because then, well... Like I just finished saying, you can face in, like time in prison. You can pay, face having to do time, uh, paying fines of thousands of dollars, being banned for life from a set uh, of tournaments. And of course, your name gets disgraced. 
So all in all, I think the moral of today's episode and story is don't cheat. It's not worth it. And you will get caught. Somewhere, somehow, you will get caught. Even if it's from your own teammates, which has been a thing. Where, you know, teammates find that, you know, this guy plays a little too well. And they take a look at his computer. Or they watch what he does when he first sets up. And then they report him. Either to the team, to the event organizer. Generally to their team because they want to make sure that it doesn't, like, blow out of proportion. And so they'll eventually just, like, quietly let that player go. But, um, yeah. You don't want that attached to your name. Especially if you're just up and coming. You want to make a name for yourself based off of your own performance. And your own skill. That's why things like the Ellie situation blew out of proportion as much as it did. Because it wasn't that person's skill. That's why these scandals make so much news when people use these cheats. And like get these unfair advantages because people want actual skill it hurts the community when you don't give us that and i mean at the end of the day the person that you hurt the most is yourself so that's actually it for this week's episode of esports rap if you want to continue this conversation we do have our twitter like i mentioned at the beginning of this episode our Twitter is M-O-A-R cookies. Sorry, M-O-A-R underscore cookies. We also have a Discord chat, which, you know, you can join if you click underneath the... Uh, there should be a link underneath the video. Uh, and if you're on our website, we do have a... Uh, by the way, our website is morecookies, M-O-A-R cookies.com. We have a little widget there that allows you to just join the Discord chat as well. But, uh, yeah, don't forget, guys, Esports Wrap is every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. More Tech, our sister show, is on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. And until next time, guys, keep it savvy.